welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I think I have a really good episode for y'all today. Today I'm going to talk about encouragement, the gift of encouragement. And that is actually one of the gifts that's listed in the Bible as a spiritual gift. Um, At least I think it is. I've seen it on the list. (laughs) And, you know, some of us, when we become Christians... It, it comes very naturally for to us to love others and to help the less fortunate and to, you know, we all have our gifts. And for some, encouragement is their gift. But it, it, it's not everyone's gift. And so we shouldn't judge people who don't have the same gift that we have. So this is, this is going to be a podcast for people who are encouragers and people who aren't encouragers. It, maybe you can listen to this and you can understand how people with this gift think. And maybe, you know, maybe sometimes you see someone with this gift and you think of them as a Budinsky or, a, you know, maybe, why don't they mind their own business or... Um, that person is should stop letting people walk on them or why do they always you know put others before themselves or you know why are they always asking me how I'm doing or you know maybe that you just don't understand that for some people that's just who they are and that is their gift and it and it's a good thing now I'm gonna go into some dangers and some risks to being an encourager and what makes it kind of tricky actually. Um, But, you know, it's still, it's a gift from God. And when it's used right, you know, it's people who have this gift are such a blessing to others. I've been blessed just by being around people like that. They just have this spirit that just comes through them and you can just feel God coming out of them and it's just a wonderful gift and you know there's other words we could call this gift you know it's kind of like the gift of love or something like that but I really do think that encouragement is kind of an appropriate word because it it's what these people do is they encourage others and it doesn't always have to be like in a bad situation. It can be encouraging someone who's doing well and pray, you know, and, uh, like, but often it does happen when someone is struggling and those people need, they need encouragement. So let's get started. Do you have the gift of encouragement? Well, God bless you because it's kind of a and often um, sort of undervalued gift by the world. You know, it's not something that is like monetarily valued by a lot of people. And people who have this gift often become counselors or teachers or social workers. Uh, Of course, there are people in those jobs who don't have the gift of encouragement. (laughs) But... And I'm not only talking about Christians here, so if you're not a Christian, I hope you'll keep on listening because you may have this gift 
and you don't realize that it's something that God gave you to help others with. And, you know, even if you're not a Christian yet, maybe someday you will find Jesus. So keep on listening about how, what the Bible has to say about encouragement. So let me, um, pause here and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. I just wanted to make sure that the sound was working properly. So as I said, the Bible talks about encouragement a lot. And I just typed in the word encourage into the search box on my ESV app. And I came up with the word all over the Bible. It's in the Old Testament. The prophets encourage the people to be faithful to God and to not lose hope. And then in the New Testament, Paul often was encouraging others and then the people, you know, the other disciples as well. So, for example, in 1 Thessalonians 4, it says, um, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And that verse came right after they were talking about um, the coming of the Lord again. So, you know, as, as we wait for Jesus to come back, we are told that we should encourage each other with the knowledge that Jesus is going to come back. And then there are, there's just so many verses. In Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 5, it says, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, in all purity. So he was he was telling these people that he was talking to um, to encourage everyone as if they were your own family, you know, not not to be harsh to them. Um, actually, I think that was Paul talking to Timothy about you know when he was going to be a preacher, how he should treat other people. So the early church you know, they needed a lot of encouragement. They went through extreme persecution after the beginning when they had a little period of good times. After that, things got pretty bad. So they needed to be encouraging each other to stay strong, to keep the faith, and to do the things that did not come naturally to them. It wasn't part of the culture, and it wasn't, you know, it didn't come naturally to love their enemies, to share their finances, to consider others better than themselves, to be honest, uh, and even to give up the sexual sins that many of them had just partaken in as part of the culture before they became Christians. You know, their entire lives were counter-cultural. So, and it is still the same for us today. Our lives are countercultural, and as Christians, it takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of encouragement from from our fellow believers, and and sometimes it takes more than just words. Sometimes it takes financial assistance or um, helping someone out, you know, with physical labor, 
like, you know, like the Amish are kind of known for building barns together or something like that. You know, as Christians, we should be helping out our family, our our family, our church family, our the family of God. We are all one family. And sometimes encouragement needs to go beyond just saying, hey, I'm praying for you. Um, so, you know, how do you know if you have the gift of encouragement? <laughs> well, one sign might be that your first reaction to when someone tells you something is you want to say, oh, that's awesome. I, you know, I'm so happy for you. Or if they tell you some bad news, you'll say, oh, is there anything I can do? And, you know, in other words, you react with empathy or sympathy. You have compassion. You have, you're joyful when they're joyful and you're sad when they're sad and you want to help and you offer your encouragement in every way that you can think of. So if that sounds like you, then you might have the gift of encouragement. But you should know that not everyone has that gift. So sometimes you, maybe you'll be disappointed when someone doesn't react to you in a way that you think, oh, well, shouldn't everyone act like this? Well, maybe they should, but they don't because we have different personalities and we have different gifts. And we, we should work on growing our gifts of encouragement and compassion and love as Christians. We should. But some people, it just comes to them much more naturally. So, um, but for those of us who are encouragers, it can sometimes be hard for us to receive encouragement and help when we need it. And this is because, you know, our identity can be very built around the fact that we're the one that everyone comes to. We're the one that we, you know, help other people. And then when God puts us in a situation or whatever you want to say, when something happens in our lives, maybe we're, we're sick. Maybe we just had a baby or um, maybe we have a financial need or Maybe we're sad when someone in our family died or our children are, you know, acting badly in our lives and we don't know what to do. Whatever the situation, you know, encouragers can tend to just keep that to themselves because they don't want to burden other people. And they don't, they don't want, they think that, you know, by telling others, hey, I'm struggling, that they're putting a burden on someone else. And I can tell you that I have definitely felt that way. (laughs) But, But the thing is, sometimes we all need to let other people know so they can pray for us, they can encourage us, and they can, um, and they can just tell us how they, you know, maybe give us some actual good advice. You know, they might, maybe they went through that same problem. And if we don't share it with someone, then we won't know, you know, oh, I'm not alone in this, you know. Um, I don't have to carry this burden alone. God gave me friends and family and and it's, you know, as 
people, we are supposed to share each other's burdens and help each other. So, um, and being, you know, for me personally, I am a caregiver to my disabled daughter. So that means that not only am I an encourager, but I'm literally a caregiver every day. You know, I take care of a helpless person. And um, the older my husband gets, I realize that I'm actually doing quite a bit of caregiving for him as well, because he has a lot of health problems that keep popping up. And so it can be really exhausting. And compassion fatigue and caregiver burnout are is a real thing. You know, it can get to the point where you give and give and give and give and you never get replenished and you just reach a point where you just feel have you lose your compassion and you're like I can't do this anymore. It's too hard, you know. And that that's caused because you have not been receiving any, you know, assistance from others, emotional or literal assistance. So, and it's really hard. It's hard to get help. <laughs> it's hard to get help when you're, when you have a, a disabled child that's tube fed, that is in diapers and has to be lifted into a wheelchair. Not everyone can do those things. So, and sadly in America, People, I think people assume that there's a lot more help than there is. There really is not a lot of help for people with disabilities. So a lot of people with disabilities just don't get the help they need. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that we, most of the time, we're doing fine. But there have definitely been times when I could have used some help. And I actually, I really do. I need someone to help me with grace. <laughs> if you know someone, let me know. But anyway, back to encouragement. Um, what are some of the problems that can come with being an encourager? Why, why is it so tricky? Well, I think the number one reason is that other people have different personalities. And so the if the encourager is not... Um, practiced or maybe hasn't, I don't know, if you're young or something like that, maybe you don't have the experience in encouraging different types of people, you might not realize that not everyone receives encouragement the same way. Um, Some people are normally extremely independent and maybe a little bit resistant to like they don't they want they don't want to feel like they need help or even encouraging words from other people so sometimes they might feel a little uncomfortable they might like actively dislike it when you say good job or congratulations or wow you know words that you intended to mean in an encouraging way they may take as patronizing. So you have to tailor, and this is an, you know, this is a lesson I had to learn, is that not everyone wants to hear that. So usually the people who don't want that kind of encouragement, they don't really like talk about the 
their lives that much. So they don't open themselves up to unwanted words of encouragement or praise. But sometimes they they slip up and they might say something and, and we, the encouraging type, well, we immediately, instinctively say things like, wow, that's great, good for you, or whatever. And they might be like, it's not that big of a deal. Why are you saying that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so if that happens to you, don't feel bad. Just just realize, okay, this is someone who doesn't need your encouragement as much as others. Uh, the other danger is that we can we can be, as encouragers, we can be too quick to assume that someone needs help or wants our help or wants our advice. And I, man, it took me a long time to learn this lesson. And I, I'm, I can be a little slow. I'm a little, you know, I call myself autistic because sometimes I don't read social cues that well. And I don't always pick up that someone is annoyed with me. And so someone might just think that I'm being rude or whatever, but it's just that I just didn't realize that I was, you know, offending you. Sorry. Uh, so that is one of the the risks of being an encourager is you have to be really careful to make sure that the other person actually is asking for your encouragement and support and don't just assume. So it's the assuming that can get you in, in trouble. So what can you do um, to kind of limit that risk? Well, you can listen first. Just listen. And then if you're not sure, like if you instinctively feel this urge to encourage them, you can ask them some specific questions like, oh, so how's that going? Or you know, just kind of, you know, tiptoe in and see how they respond. And if they don't seem to want to engage, then leave them alone. You know, don't assume that you understand exactly their whole situation just from a short comment on Facebook or, you know, a brief conversation or something like that. Because sometimes people will say things and they... They're not giving you all the details in that short synopsis. There may be a whole lot that if they told you the whole story, then you would be like, oh, they're doing fine. They don't need my encouragement, whatever. I need to just say, great, and leave them alone. (laughs) So, you know, make sure that you ask the questions to ascertain if your encouragement is desired. Of course, it's not rude to give a thumbs up or a like or whatever. And, you know, I'm talking about going, going beyond that, you know, you know, a like is always okay. Um, so, but then there's another personality that kind of seems to need more encouragement than others. So there's, there's always like a spectrum There's people who are so independent, they don't want anybody, you know, even paying attention to them at all. 
they got this, they don't need any help, don't even look at me, you know, and then on the other extreme is people that are extremely needy, they want someone to basically take over the reins of their lives, which is not healthy, you know, it's not really healthy for adults to, to be like that, but there are some people who, you know, they really, that's the best they can do, they don't have the intelligence or whatever, and they need, they really do need help, so, we, whenever you're an encourager, you have to be careful because you can fall into the hands of a narcissist or a person who wants to um, take advantage of you. And they, these people are really good at what they do. And they look for someone who needs to be needed. And they look for someone who's actually a bit insecure and whose who's, uh, helping is actually being done to make friends. So you have to make sure that your encouragement is done for the right reasons and not um, to manipulate people or to make them like you. Um, that is really not the gift of encouragement, but people with the gift of encouragement can accidentally fall into that trap of, oh, hey, I'm really good at this and people like me when I encourage them. So this is just how I'm going to be all the time. And then, uh, you know, narcissists and, and bad people can spot you a mile away. Oh, you, you know, I, they want to be your friend and then the next thing you know they're telling you all their problems but they're also like sucking the life out of you and they have no intention of of you know uh, ever changing the problems in their lives because they're really the ones who created those problems um so Whenever you become, when you are an encourager, you have to make sure that the person that you're helping is not actually creating their own problems and then blaming them on other people. I was actually in a relationship like that and I realized after a while, hmm, if, if what this person is, say, is saying is really true then why are they still with this person? And I started to see that that person was in that relationship because they were getting a lot out of it as well. So you have to be careful if you're an encourager. You can fall into friendships where all you do is encourage the other person and really they, they can monopolize your, your whole life. So be careful with that. Um, the other thing is if you, if you personally don't have good boundaries and don't understand like what's appropriate to share and what's not appropriate to share and how much is reasonable to help another person, you know, you, you can fall into the hands of the wrong people. And that may sound like like contradictory, but I don't think that's anti-Christian at all. Um, 
I don't think Jesus wants us to enable people to stay in bad, you know, and like have, keep on having bad habits that are actually hurting them. Take a break for a quick interlude of my son's beats, second prez beats. Enjoy. Certain people actually want advice and guidance and concrete help. And others may just want you to listen to them. So you have to um, be very like in tune with how, how people communicate and pay attention. Like, do they just want me to listen or are they act? asking what should I do or what do you think or how did you handle this because if they're asking you questions then you can tell them the answers but a lot of times listening is really what people need and that's that's of course if you're encouraging someone who's in a difficult situation so you have to be careful though not to increase their anxiety by telling them too many of your own negative experiences. Like if you're going to share an experience that you had that you think is applicable, it needs to be helpful and it needs to be something where you had, you know, you resolved the issue. So don't just commiserate with them endlessly. Sometimes there's a place for that, you know, we ladies sometimes get on the phone and we commiserate, and actually men do it too. I've heard men do it, they do it too. But if you're really trying to help someone, you know, tell them, okay, yeah, I had this problem and this is what I did and this is how it turned out. And, you know, maybe you might want to try that too. But just remember that you cannot fix someone else's problems, you know, They have free will, and all you can do is kind of go so far, and then they have to take that they have to take some initiative and have some self discipline and some self control to act on the things that are going to change their situation. So, sometimes when you're talking to someone. You just need to say, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And that must be so difficult. And, you know, wow, that's really hard. So when you do that, you are acknowledging their pain. And then other times you might want to say things like, wow, that same thing happened to me. I I understand what you're going through. Because that's kind of taking it to the next level of, you know, saying, you know, I really do understand how you feel. But be careful if you say that, that you actually really do understand. Because not everyone is, has experienced every situation. So don't tell someone I understand how you feel if 
they they just had a miscarriage and you've never had a miscarriage because you don't really understand, do you? So you just have to be careful and say, you know, I'm so sorry, that must be so devastating and not, you know, don't try to share how your dog died or something like that because that's really not the same thing. Um, so another thing that you can say to people is I'm praying for you, but not everyone appreciates that. So you may want to save that for people that you know are open to having your prayers. Um, of course you should pray for them, but some people get offended by that. Um, and, and anytime, like if you're like, if you are actively in a situation, not just a Facebook thing, but you're a friend and you're trying to be, you, you are, you being your encourage yourself, pray for the Holy Spirit's guidance to give you the right words and, you know, okay, do you want me to talk to them about this today, Lord, or should I wait? Or, you know, prayer should guide your your whole use of this gift of encouragement. And that was how I got into trouble for years is I wasn't praying. I wasn't asking God, what should I do? I was acting in my own power and my own pride, thinking that I was the one helping these people. I'm embarrassed to say that, but that's really what it was. And part of that was just that I had been an encourager since I was a child and I never matured to the point where I realized, oh, this isn't me, it's God. But finally, you know, finally I, I learned that lesson. So it's an important lesson to learn that God is working through you. You're not the one with the power. It's God. So to be an effective encourager, you have to get out of God's way and you don't want to encourage someone too much and you don't want to encourage someone too little. That's why it's so important to let God guide you through the Holy Spirit and prayer. And it doesn't mean that we're sometimes not going to get it wrong because I know sometimes I, I do. But I definitely have noticed that things have gone a lot better than now that I'm praying more. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Did I have anything else? Oh, so here's some more things that we can keep in mind when we are encouraging others. Never assume or even state out loud, oh, well, this is all your fault. Because even if that is true, blaming them for their problems is not usually a good way to get them to trust you (laughs) or to even listen to you. And it's not going to feel encouraging, is it? Do we feel encouraged when someone says, oh, it's, it's your fault that you got COVID because you refused to get the vaccine? Yeah, that actually happened to me. <laughs> well, it did not feel encouraging or loving. Um, so even if it's true and we all, we all do stupid things, we have to remember that we're not perfect either 
and that, you know, maybe the person is doing those, those things that you're like, why are you sabotaging your life like this? Well, there's probably a reason that they are self-destructing. And it can, it could just be simple sin, but most likely it's a reaction to trauma, trauma from their childhood, trauma from their adult life, ongoing trauma, and they need Jesus. They need Jesus to know that Jesus loves them even in their sin and even in their self-destructive state. They need to know that. But it's really hard to to tell someone Jesus loves you and judge them and blame them at the same time. So try not to ever do that. You know, once, once they're in a better state and maybe they've already started turning the corner, then you may be able to start pointing out some of their self-destructive habits. But that's not the starting point. They're going to have to slowly become aware of what is going on in their lives. And, and what I'm talking about right now may be far beyond what some people consider encouragement But you might be surprised how many people with the gift of encouragement do a lot of free counseling. And when I say free counseling, I mean they act as counselors to people throughout their lives because that's just who they are. And so they get into some pretty deep, you know, person, personal problems with their friends. Um... Now, I do I advise that only if you are praying about it and God is leading you to do such, to, to get into that type of counseling with a friend, you know, because you may be better off sending them to a professional or a, the pastor or a Christian counseling center or something like that. Um, some people's problems are are more than we as individuals should try to handle you know and and that can be a that can be really difficult because sometimes it can be hard to admit hey you know I really love you and care about you but I think you need to get help from someone besides me because you know I'm I want to be here supporting you but I think you may need professional help sometimes we have to say that so what are what are some things we can do for people who maybe are not that whose problems aren't that serious? Maybe they're just lonely or maybe they are recently divorced or widowed or new to town, they just moved here or something. Invite them to church and just be a friend, you know? Uh invite them to lunch. Um or just be friendly and say, "Hey, good to see you," you know? You don't have to um, overextend yourself, but you never know when you might make a real friend. And you can pray for those people. And you can like um, participate in your church's different programs that are made for those specific purposes. For newcomers and widows and divorcees and stuff. Um, you can be careful not to enable people who do have destructive habits. Um and you should not justify or approve of sin 
or things that people are doing that are really not good for them, you know, don't be an enabler. Um, You can say things like, you know, you matter to me and you matter to God. I care about you and your life matters. Your, your, your life is worth you getting better, you know, and you can encourage them with things like, you know, I went through a hard time like that, but I got through it and you will too. Things are going to get better. God has a reason for letting us go through hard times. Now that one, you have to be careful and only use it if you think the person will be receptive. Um, and you can tell them you're going to be happy again. Things are tough now, but you are going to be happy again. Because sometimes people need to hear that. They need hope. Um, and you can say, you know, I've, I've been through some really hard times and I found my peace in, in Jesus. So all these things are going to be very dependent on the situation. So pray about it. Um, not everyone is ready to be told the gospel. I mean, you would think that would be your first thing to say. And maybe it is, but I found that some people, if I try to rush in with the gospel, I'll never see, I'll never talk to that person again. They will take it wrong, you know? I mean, and I did that on Facebook way too many times. Um, Like I have a Muslim friend and he's really smart. He's some kind of a medical professional and um, he knows his religion very well. So when I, when I tried to like kind of talk to him kind of on a simplistic level about religion and Christianity and Islam and stuff like that, I found out he knew more about it than I did. And and I was like, okay, I, I just kind of showed how, <laughs> I kind of showed that I, that I wasn't prepared for that argument, which is why it's really important to study apologetics, know your Bible inside and out, if you're going to go there, if you're going to try to defend your, you know, try to help someone with scriptures, you better use them in context and with the knowledge of the entire Bible, not just, you know, uh, John 3.16. (laughs) So anyway, this is getting a little bit long, so I'm going to stop here, and I hope this has been encouraging to you, whether you are an encourager or a person who needs encouragement. I hope that you will you will realize what a gift it is to be able to encourage others in a world that can be really cold-hearted and selfish and lonely for many people. You know, if you ha- if you're in a loving family, a loving relationship, thank God for that every day because so many people don't have that. And they're just, they're just lonely and their hearts are just aching for love. And those people need Jesus. They need to know how much that like peace that comes from knowing, from having Jesus in your heart, from having the Holy Spirit inside of you. So if you don't have that, if you don't know Jesus, I pray that you will 
reach out to God today and say, Lord, I need that kind of a peace. I need that love inside of me. I'm lonely and I want to feel your love inside. I want to know the peace that you have forgiven me for my sins. And I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you for eternal life. And I, and I believe in your son, Jesus. And that he died for my sins on the cross. And, he, and that he broke the power of sin, of, and sin and death. And he was resurrected. And now he's in heaven with you. And he's going to return again. If you believe those things, that is what the Bible teaches. That is the, the gospel. And if you believe those things, that can change your life and that can bring you the peace that you're looking for. So thanks again for listening to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. Check out my blog for lots of articles about Christianity. It's blueskiesandgreenpastures.com and um, Keep on encouraging others and hope I'll meet you in the sky one day. Take care. Bye-bye.